0: Welcome back to The Golden Wong Show. I'm Amy Kaur, EVP of Agent Development, and I'm here with App Properties co-founders, Mike Golden and Thad Wong, talking about the culture and innovation that makes App Properties an industry leader. It may be summer, but it feels a lot like spring in the local real estate market. As the Midwest carefully reopens, sales activity has increased and the market continues to gain momentum. So in this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about the state of the market and the tools our agents should be leveraging to position themselves for success now and into the future. Welcome back, Mike and Fad.
1: Great to be back, Amy. It's awesome to see you, Amy, as always.
0: Yes, good to be back with you guys. The last time we did this podcast, we were still sheltering in place. But since then, buyers and sellers have really re-entered the market in a big way. We've also rolled out a number of new technologies that I want to be able to talk about. So let's go ahead and dive in. The market is really busy right now, and a lot of our agents are out there and have a lot of sellers and buyers that they're working with. But what are your expectations for the rest of the year?
1: Well, I think that Chicago did a great job. I think that when you look at our statistics with COVID, we, I think it's a, I, I, I credit it to our Midwestern values. We followed the rules. We did what we were supposed to do we did the best we could, all of those cliches. I think at the end result was that we're not in the same boat as a lot of the other states. And as long as we continue to take this seriously, and as long as we continue to sacrifice some of the things that we really want to do and maintain our social distancing, that we will be able to get through this without as much of a hiccup until there is a vaccine. And from what we're seeing in the market right now, I believe it's derived from shelter in place, but everyone's changed their lifestyle to a large degree over the last six months. And not last six months, call it last three months. And because of that, the home is becoming so much more important than it was before. Uh, Schools have become even more important than they were before. Uh, Transportation, everything now is derived from where you live. And so because of that, some people are looking to make changes. And most people are looking to and willing to and excited about investing more of their income into their house because their house is the one place where they can drive so much joy and happiness for themselves and their family, while solidly knowing that it is one of the great investment vehicles for retirement that our country has ever seen.
2: So we're extremely excited about how the market has come back. I mean, obviously, a couple months ago when we talked we were all pretty nervous about where the market was and where it was going to go, but it really has come roaring back here. Just we look at our stats on a daily basis, and you know when we look back in April, uh, we, we looked at the number of contracts year over year. So same time this year, the same time last year, and we were down about fifty-five percent. Um, if we look at where we're at today, just during the COVID period, I think we're only down about five percent, and if we were five or six percent. And if we look at year to date, we're actually up year to date. Um, over the last like two weeks, we've seen a huge resurgence. So we're feeling really good about what's now going to be the summer market because the spring market didn't happen. Um, but there's still a tremendous amount of demand out there, and we're still lagging in inventory. It's coming back, but it's still coming back a little bit slower than we'd like. And that's driving a lot of deals getting done quickly, multiple offers. And we've seen pricing maintain and, if anything, increase in some areas. So it's been really positive for
1: us absolutely no one would have predicted those stats also there's nobody in the world that would have predicted the fact that we would be up year over year right now going through covid so if you never believed in miracles i believe in
0: miracles
2: even thad who is the eternal optimist didn't have this prediction (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a It's wild. I mean, it is really busy out there right now. I mean, even agents who are newer into the business uh, are really picking up speed and agents who, you know, I think over the last few years haven't been as busy as they'd like are, are really kind of crazy right now, which I think is, is great. And so what we've said to agents is that they should really take advantage of the market while it's hot because let's face it, you know, we don't know how long this streak will go. Um, So how do you think an agent can work with a sense of urgency though, without making their clients feel anxious or pressured, you know, to, to move forward or jump into buying a home?
1: I think as always, everybody needs to start by listening. Once, you, when you listen very closely, you get the key points that a buyer needs, or that a buyer really understands by why they're making the move, or a seller. And if you remember those key points, and you can, you know, when to repeat them back to your client, that's very helpful in getting a deal done. And let's remember, our job as brokers is to get a deal done. Let's not forget it. I was in the car the other day, uh, with an agent, and our agent received uh, an offer. And you know what I heard the agent say? It was the best thing I've ever heard an agent say when receiving an offer. They said, thank you so much. That's so fantastic. Let's work together to get this deal done by the end of the day. And I was like, what else do you not want to hear when you're a buyer's agent submitting an offer, even if it's a lowball offer? I think everybody needs to come together and work together as brokers to get the deals done. Egos in the backseat, trying to be the person that's right. I'm so much smarter than you. Your client's offering such a low number. You guys are idiots. Let that go. Talk to the other broker as your partner because it's up to the two of you to communicate, negotiate, and get a deal done and get it closed. And guess what? That's what your clients want you to do. They don't necessarily want you to get into a banter of an ego argument about the value of someone's listing based on your opinion of a comp or not. They didn't hire you to do that. They hired you to help them buy a house or help them sell their house and get them the best deal. And the only way that happens, or the best way to make that happen, is to cooperate with the cooperating agent and make them your partner in the transaction, say and do nothing that would offend them at all, because there's no productivity to it whatsoever. Positivity is the only thing that yields deals getting done. It's not your job to be a teacher, it's your job to be the broker.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's so interesting because I feel like we, in your statement said it's all about communication and it's all about relationship. And we usually put that emphasis on the client. But to your point, and I agree now more than ever, as it is, the market is tightening up and deals, you know, you're running into multiple offers and you're running into a lack of inventory. I mean, now more than ever, it's communication and building the relationship with our colleagues in order to get things done for our clients. So we're definitely seeing, you know, seeing that shift. Um, you know, Mike, anything to add?
2: No, I mean, I think that summed it up really, really well. I mean, we have to, we really have to work collaboratively together, uh, and really take advantage of the opportunity in the market for, if for nothing else, to make sure our clients get what they need and what they want right now. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we're seeing some good runway in front of us. I I think the next, you know, we're going to be busy through the summer, just judging from the inventory coming on and just the sheer amount of buyers out there. So I I think it's really just trying to help your clients navigate the waters. you You don't want to create pressure or anxiety for people, but people do need to understand that the opportunities that are out there aren't going to be out there forever. I mean, interest rates are going to be low for a little while. So you probably have a little breathing room on the interest rate side, but you look at inventory, inventory numbers are still down again you know we're seeing some uplift in inventory but it's still not it's not coming back at the kind of speed we'd like so if there's something out there that your buyer wants they need to buy it they need to buy it now
0: yeah i think it's setting those expectations and i think even now more than ever having our brokers use the app as a resource to make sure that they're connecting their buyers and sellers you know kevin and i have been saying that but you know really something that we should continue to remind our agents of because it gives their you know clients the benefit of being able to be part of you know, our market within a market. Um, so everybody's busy right now, which is great. And we all know that once agents get busy with actual transactions and focusing on their clients, they don't always do such a great job of the prospecting piece, which we always push. Um, you know, when things are busy, how do you recommend they continue to focus on prospecting for new clients and continuing to market their business? What should the what should agents be doing right now?
1: You know, I think what happens when agents get busy and what stops agents from growing, when you talk with the agents actually were able to grow each year and get busier each year, it has to do with the fact that they did not turn their back on prospecting as they were the busiest in their market. So if you're the busiest you could be in your market and there's no time to do it, actually what you need to be doing is setting your alarm at about 545, having a coffee, and from 6 to 8 a.m., two to three times a week, prospecting. When someone sends me an email that's timed at 6.30 a.m. and I know they're working, they re- I remember who they are because they operate at a different zone and a different pace than other people. They're not sleeping in, they're getting it done early. So when your clients or your prospects see an email come for you from you, or let's say you send them an at drive with some listings you want them to look at and it's at 6.45 a.m. Good morning, Thad, I just wanted to send you four listings. Take a peek at these, let me know what your thoughts are. I look forward to hearing from you, you know, Mike, when I get that, I respect that person tremendously for a me being in the top of their mind that early in the morning, reaching out to me, bring me something of value. It doesn't get lost in the daily log of emails. I pick up my phone when I get up, I scroll through it. They are one of the first emails that I see come through in the day. That's a very important person. That's one who's impressive, impressive to me. And also, if I'm thinking about using a different broker, I might feel guilty. Into using them because they're thinking about me early in the morning and already working for me before I'm even awake.
2: yeah, I, I think you know if we if you if agents take a step back and remember what they did during the lockdown, because I think our team did an incredibly good job of of getting their client list together, prospecting, staying in touch with people, and just laying the groundwork for what's happening right now, which is exciting. It's great to see all that hard work pay off. But if they can look back at the things that they did, Figure out what was most effective and then time block. If you can get up at six o'clock in the morning and work for a couple hours beforehand, I agree. That is the most impressive. But if you can't, you can still find time during the day by blocking time, shutting off your email and focusing on on prospecting for that hour, hour and a half a day is what is going to help you when things do slow down, ensure that you continue to have a good pipeline of business. So most important thing is to make sure you find the time to do it. The time exists. You just, all you have to do is find it.
0: Yeah, and I think right now, people are so focused on taking the opportunity that's in front of them right now, because the market is so busy. And I think that the future is a little bit uncertain. But still, I think the message is you have to continue to work under the assumption that the future is going to be great. And you have to continue to always build your business. And, you know, I think, Agents sometimes come from a scarcity complex and I really believe to be successful in this business You have to be optimistic, you know I really believe whatever you throw out there and you know I just also think right now as you are busy It's making sure you do some of the little things like putting it out onto social media so that a lot of your sphere sees Everything that you're doing and I feel like that helps to continue, you know creating momentum for you wouldn't you agree? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely that makes the most sense ever. I mean You know, exuding the fact and reminding everybody of what you do and why you do it by using your listings as content, that's real estate 101. And so sometimes even the most simple things agents are forgetting to do right now because they are so busy. And that's what makes the ninja side of things in time blocking so crucially important. Segmenting a specific amount of time each week where you only are focused on these actions is as important as returning a client's phone call. It just is because you want to build this business for next year and next year's spring market. You always need to be thinking about the next market.
0: So, you know, what's your biggest piece of advice for our agents today, right now? If you guys were out there, you know, uh, working in this market, what would you be telling brokers to do right now?
2: I would say for for me, I would make sure you have a plan. Uh, And and I don't mean just like an overall business plan, but you should have a daily plan of how you're going to spend your time. You know some of it's going to get derailed, but if you at least spec out time to do the things that are really important on a daily and weekly basis, you will set yourself up for the long term. If you just go in and you just deal with email as it come and phone calls as they come and run around a little scatterbrain, you might have some really good business right now, but in, in a couple of months, if things were to slow down, you are going to look back and say, God, I should have really prepared myself better. So I would make sure you have a defined plan of, of how you're going to spend your time and, and to make sure you're tracking it so that if something doesn't get done, so you do get derailed, it's Wednesday afternoon, and you got three client calls, a fire that blew up, you needed to address it, you can look back on Thursday and say, God, I didn't spend that 45 minutes writing my thank you notes or doing whatever it is you're gonna do, and then make sure that stuff gets done.
0: Yeah, Thad, your thoughts?
1: To me, it always boils down to A, B, C. <laughs> always, be closing. Everyone, 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 appreciates efficiency over long-windedness. However, all of us like to be long-winded. We like to hear ourselves talk. We really pontificate and think we're geniuses. But what people want more than anything is they want to be closed. They do. What do I have to do to get you into this car today is the cheesiest cliche, but I'll talk about it because when somebody says that, they're asking a question and the answer gives them the solution. And that's what needs to be done more of these days. When you see a house that you like, making these statements to them, if somebody else bought that quickly, would that disappoint you? How will you feel if we're not able to get this house and we won't be able to find another house like this at this price? Are you comfortable raising your price range because I'm afraid if you don't get this house, we won't be able to find anything else? Like those are not cheesy statements. We are salespeople, but People want to be closed. Your job, as I said earlier, is to get them to the closing table and into a house or out of a house. That's your job. And so you got to keep that in your mind. Are the things that you're saying closing statements? Are they efficiently moving your customer to achieve the goal in a short period of time? Because getting the goal in a long period of time never wins. Getting the goal in the short period of time allows you to service what? More people and sell more homes and... Make more commissions by making people happy, building a stronger reputation, and becoming the biggest and best broker you can possibly be. It helps you build your happiness, your confidence, everything. So I believe in closing. I believe in closing deals quickly. And I believe in doing everything positively as much as possible to get a deal to the closing line yesterday.
0: Yeah, I think it's on that note, Thad, it's like getting to the point, right? Because I think in this market right now, unlike markets even a year ago where, you know, a buyer could go and see a house two, three or four times and, you know, they had that time on their side. People don't really have time on their side right now. The market is moving really fast. So it's getting to the point. And as you said, asking those right questions to, you know, not be sort of a cheesy salesperson, but doing what your clients hired you to do too, is to create success for them.
1: Yeah, there's one thing, too, is that, that we are in the business of building relationships, right? So there mm-hmm. is the listening component. So I'm talking about efficiency and closing. It doesn't mean that you're not listening and you're not building a relationship. But you know those moments in the conversation. In this section, this is a closing section. They're asking you a question. They're giving you an indicator and a pointer. Hey, Thad, I'm ready to be closed. Take it. Mm-hmm. Don't bring up the house over on Cortland. They're interested in Winchester. Talk about Winchester, close Winchester. And that you get to that point by understanding those moments, by being a good listener to that specific client and understanding them more. And then when you're doing that, believe it or not, you are building a close relationship quickly.
0: That is great. Now, I want to shift into a slightly different conversation. I want to talk about how busy we were during our sheltering in place. You know, it was 70 plus days, but we as a company were certainly very busy during that time. And let's talk specifically about the technology that AT rolled out since the pandemic started.
2: So, yes, we've developed some amazing new tools, but this really goes back to the commitment we've had to developing technology over the years which has really come from some really key hires we've had who have helped us create what we, we've put together um, over the last decade. Joni Meyerowitz, who's our COO, um, has really been the architect of our, of our systems. She's the one who created the foundation that everything is built off of, and it's really her vision that helped us create the DMS and all the other systems that integrate in together. So we've been really fortunate working with her, having, having her here to build our team. She's built uh, an amazing uh, group of people, and most recently she brought in a new hire. Um, Her name is uh, Dana Bina. She was the CTO of a uh, large digital marketing agency called Leapfrog. She worked with some big brand clients like The Gap, Hollister, and Comcast, and she's now our vice president of product and is going to be working to greatly expand our technology team. We're essentially doubling the size of our technology teams we can continue to create more and better technology Uh, about 10 percent of our workforce is going to be dedicated solely to technology and technology development so we're really excited about what we're going to be doing but we're also super excited about what we've most recently rolled out
0: yeah i think it's incredible i think people you know don't even realize just how much we've been able to accomplish you know in 10 years but even in this last you know, six to nine months, all of the stuff that we've been rolling out. So, Fad, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the most recent things, the e-campaign tool, ad opens, and ad drive?
1: I am going to talk about the things we've rolled out. What I'm not going to talk about are the things that are coming, because I heard that some of our competitors listen to these podcasts actually all the way to the end, just so they can get some <laughs> tips.
0: So, I'm it. only going to
1: talk about what we have rolled out I'm only going to talk about what we've rolled out. I will not talk about what's coming, but what's coming is pretty incredible. So the e-campaign upgrade has been fantastic and they're still working on that. And I've actually gotten agents to send me direct e-campaigns, which I appreciate. And the upgrades they've made to that have been fantastic and awesome. At Drive, when Point Drive was sold to LinkedIn, it took us about, I don't know, almost a year to rebuild that technology. So it could be proprietary for us. And I was talking to Heather Seidelman earlier on a call, and she was one of the big users of Point Drive, and she's thrilled because she's crushing at drive and sending a ton of at drives out to her customers so she can measure their responses. And also at opens. now that you're gradually starting to see open house signs out there, albeit very few, now we have a new piece of technology supporting the agents and impressing our consumers and clients. So lots of very, very cool digital stuff coming. But I will not stop without mentioning some of the physical marketing that's gonna be arriving in about two months that is going to knock everyone's socks off. So I know we're all excited about digital, but I still love physical.
2: And hearing Thad talk about all the different pieces we put together just jogged my memory about another person who's been really key to our team, and that's David Fox, who runs our programming group, and who's overseeing our engineers and putting together all this fabulous technology. So a huge shout out to David as well.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I don't think any of us really wanted or expected a shelter in place. But I will say, I feel like we have been kind of reinvigorated with just a lot of the energy and a lot of the different things that um, we, I think, as a group are looking at. And I'm excited to see all of the stuff we're going to continue to roll out, uh, you know, as the month and year continues down the road. So I really appreciate having you guys here with me again today. I hope next time maybe we will be together in the same you know, uh, screening room or room to actually do the podcast. But thanks for for joining me and uh, we'll be back soon.